0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. Welcome back, loyal Legion 99 listeners, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. I'm Nick Bodner. I'm here with Mike Cirillo and Keegan Evans. How is hey everyone guys. doing out there? Um, How you guys been?
1: Good, good. Been good. enjoying, uh, enjoying some, you know, warmer weather. A little bit too warm sometimes, but that's oh. summer. And <laughs> it's at least I don't have to deal here. with humidity.
2: Uh, so. yeah, it's been like 105 <laughs> degrees with 97 percent humidity the last except, four days here.
0: Except today. Except today. Today, today uh, is Sunday, and it is like 80 outside. I know, it and, and it actually feels cool. nice.
2: I was like, I'm going to put a long sleeve shirt on. It's nice and cool out of here. <laughs> 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 now I'm kidding. Oh my god! I did get my car.
0: Ball. My car wasn't boiling hot when I got to it after work today. So it's like, oh, something's okay. Maybe it's the one time
2: I regret yeah. black leather interiors is this. <laughs> oh,
0: man. I know. It's terrible. <laughs>
2: but yeah. Um,
1: things have been good. Legion, little Legion progress. I finally got, I think I might have mentioned on here that I've painted up that Gar army. I finally got it organized in uh, in, in my display case. And it looks great. I have a uh, lat box opened. I got the baggie of. (laughs) sprues and stuff onto my table Uh, before being overwhelmed by intimidation there so that's that's progress
0: i've been like between hobby projects sort of i've been like bouncing back and forth between like a board game commission and a few legion things here and there uh meanwhile my marvel crisis protocol stacks up unassembled but um i did open uh mike's lat yesterday and i said no thanks (laughs) (laughs) uh i i'll probably (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's a lot of pieces um i i expected it to be a lot of pieces because the aa5 was a lot of pieces but Mm -hmm. there's like a lot more like oh stop here because of this step and go online and check this and i'm like I know there's nothing on that website. <laughs> like, yeah. They're lying to me. <laughs> there is nothing there. <laughs> Stop so... here
1: and figure it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to I guess because I think the like the interior, like the, the cockpit and the back cabin mm-hmm. are like separate pieces and you yep. want to paint them separately like the A5, but I'm not yep. sure it goes. I'm not. I got to look at how I'm going to like paint it assemble, but I'm only doing the one. So I don't feel nearly as bad as like when oh, I, sure. like I, I was looking down at three A5s. And I was like, yeah, oh, I, w- I want to get these two done so I can do mine. So anyway, but yeah, yeah. so hopefully I'll have a lat <laughs> it's done soon.
2: It's just going um, on my shelf anyway for a while. So you can take your time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice desk piece that I can put in the background of the camera here. There we go. It's
0: true. I could put it back in the box, but then I'll like be sitting there with nothing to paint. And I'll be like, oh, Wookiees are coming out soon. I'm going to have to paint like seven boxes of those. We'll see. <laughs> It'll get done.
1: Speaking of Wookiees, what are we talking about today, Nick?
0: We did get some more, uh, some more Legion news. Um, we got the Wookie, some Wookie generic command cards, um, and a few new upgrade cards. The both Force cards that were the headers were spoiled, and some yep. new uh, trainings. But we're going to get into those in a little bit. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about upcoming Lone Star, um, Lone Star Open. Mike, you're going to Lone Star. I am. Yeah, I'm going to be
2: casting that, and probably bringing a backup army just in case something happens. Uh, and some of those tables are actually previewed now on the legion discord uh on the lone star open channel i think there's like seven or eight of them that are up there i guess they're playing a local tournament this weekend and using it as a test so we got a a nice little teaser there there's a really really cool hoth table with a giant ion cannon that i know is just tickling nick's fancy
0: (laughs) rip um So yeah, Lone Star, uh, Mike, I, I I believe you're planning on streaming with Endless, correct? Like Yes, mostly? hopefully
2: I'm not actually Man. playing any games while I'm down there.
0: Hopefully. I'm just going to sit there for two days,
2: eat Texas brisket, and tell a bunch of sweaty nerds what they're doing wrong. So I feel like I'm probably the real winner. <laughs> that actually, sounds like one,
1: one of those secret hacks to... Uh, uh, nerd gaming life uh, that the, the success is not what it originally looks like yeah. when you're starting at the bottom
0: <laughs> while while mike's at lone star uh we accidentally uh scheduled our first local event
1: <laughs>
0: um, yep. on saturday so this coming saturday the 24th i believe uh at showcase comics in swathmore if you're local to the area um we're having a little tournament starting at 11 30 uh 800 points but uh yeah there was a little bit of miscommunication on my part uh a little bit of uh errors Uh, i got switched my weekends got swapped around at work and i got confused and when i gave them my available dates for an event they picked the first one which was this one so it was like hey well mike we'll get you at the next one (laughs) i'll let somebody uh, else win yeah you let somebody that's that was the joke (laughs) last week i was like oh you guys have a chance to win now so but anyway um uh, Keegan, did you want to talk about uh, Prep the Battlefield?
1: Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on uh cast a couple of months ago, and, and we've been a little quiet because we had the submissions and, and judging going on. But we've wrapped up Prep the Battlefield, our uh, TTS map making competition, co sponsored with the TTS Mod Foundation and Six Up Supply, of course. Uh, and uh, we have winners in each of the three categories. So we had submissions across competitive maps, uh, thematic maps that were more. Going for the fun story narrative to play on and not necessarily worrying about <laughs> competitive balance. And then finally, uh, some skirmish maps, some three by three submissions. Uh, in the competitive category, actually, I'll go the other direction. Skirmish, uh, Tabletop Cop won uh, the skirmish category with his Forgotten Temple map. Uh, thematic, congratulations to Comrade Artyom, Artyom. I'm sure I screwed that up at least one way uh, for uh, the Tuscan Camp map. That's a fun one. Uh, and finally, for the competitive category, Imperial Sympathizer uh, for Iago, the Haunted Planet. Uh, we're going to work, be working with the TTS dev side to get uh, these and the other top maps in uh, into a one-click featured map section as soon as they get that feature developed. Uh, <laughs> and I also uh, have heard of Birdie that we might start seeing some of these maps uh, in upcoming online tournaments. So great uh, great great contest great submissions we saw a widespread congratulations to all the folks who who submitted i know you all put a lot of work into those and we we appreciate that
2: yeah i think some of the competitive maps are looking are actually being looked at for invader league so
0: hopefully we can get that
2: going in the right direction that would be cool yeah yeah
0: it's great that like we're at this point like I liked last season the uh, like the map making contest. That was a lot of fun, and like getting more people making these maps out there. It's a lot of fun mm-hmm. taking the burden off of the like handful of people who before. <laughs> Absolutely, we can take it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Nick, yeah. I know we got to play some games, uh, not against each other, but at the no. same place, like three feet apart. Adjacent. You... Yes, yeah. with you making fun of me the entire time uh, sort last weekend.
0: Of uh sort of
2: <laughs> i i played a really strange iden list that was a lot more fun than i thought it would be but also a lot less good than i thought it was going to be <laughs> so, so i'm not really going to talk about that one but i think you yeah, had a pretty more pretty of a casual matchup. thing
0: there um yeah yeah so i am all aboard the uh the a5 train um call me the villain that's fine um i finished uh painting up my second a5 uh last week right before so I brought my double AA5s um, to a casual casual game day. <laughs> and uh, my second game, I went up against one of our locals, his name's Lee. Um, he uh, brought a double T47 triple ATRT armor skew list. So this was uh this was really interesting, and I think it's sort of like a preview into uh, like the probably the upcoming meta with like these new heavies. Um the AAT is already in a really good place uh, thanks to the last invader league. And uh, even in Yavin base a little bit, the saber tank is getting a lot of like, people are really looking at the saber tank as like, especially a very good, like anti-armor armor armor piece. Um, So I think we're moving into this sort of like armor meta, but like this game was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I ended up winning it, but it didn't feel like I was going to in turn one when my first a five just died uh, to two t-47s without aims uh, it like just it, so there were three shots taken on it it was the to both t-47s and there was an atrt laser cannon that took a range four shot and did one damage but uh the a5 saved basically nothing and i had activated r2 already and my i had a rebel trooper with a repair droid that wasn't helping me that round um <laughs> so yeah uh we played rollout and breakthrough um it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) uh it's like i like breakthrough with the list that i have because i was blue player but i do not like breakthrough against a double t47 list but it was in the third category so what was i gonna do um you were gonna play it yeah we were gonna play it um we ended up playing rollout and his t47s got shots round one uh we i ended up getting wedge down with some just it was the wedge speeder that was uh it kind of like overcommitted to get that a5 round one um he did get it so i guess that was worth it but i ended up getting wedge out of there at the first activation of round two because i took some pot shots with like rebel troopers uh fleet troopers with the extra guy and the shotgun um sometimes they can like uh kill armor pieces when they just (laughs) roll like three crits (laughs) so uh it was a back and forth game round two like I said, early round two wedge died. And then it's really started to look like I was going to take it. Um, he was taking more shots at my second a five, obviously. Um, and at the, near the end of round three, this a five's limping along. It's got three hit points left and uh, all of his ATR keys had gone. His other airspeeder was dead. So it looked like, you know, this AA five is probably going to survive this round. And then lo and behold, naked rebel troopers roll up and just throw three crits at an AA five. And a five didn't save. So second a fives toast, it looked again, like it was going to be him, but it was breakthrough. And he was very quickly losing his pieces that like were sure to score. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting two ATRTs out of there around four. And I had, I still had the list. I had had two Wookiees and two fleet troopers. And basically my Wookiees were kind of left like, uh, because he was spending so much time shooting at my AA fives um, with the ATRTs. And most of his other activations are naked rebels and snipers so he really didn't uh he didn't really have an answer for the Wookiees anymore so the Wookiees were able to just kind of like run up the flank there where the first atrt was dead and just finish off uh like basically they were going to be left like uncontested um he still had his r2 and his r2 was in a really good spot to where it was probably going to score but i ended up uh getting a fleet around the corner um the, uh, the leader had range, but couldn't see, but I just threw everybody else out to the side so they could see. And this fleet, uh, threw nine hits into heavy wow. cover. Uh, so R2 died. And that was about when he conceded. Cause he was like, that was pretty much it. Like it was a back and forth wild game, but, uh, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and what double, what double AA five list were you playing? Um, so, Two A five. I had a rebel officer. I didn't run the. Uh, I didn't run a field commander. I ran a rebel officer partly because I wanted the. I needed the extra activation because, like you know, nine activations doesn't feel good. You want ten. Um, so the officer had no upgrades on him. Um, I have a naked R two. Two A fives. Both of them have the unorthodox tactician. Never leave home without him. Uh, the Gonk droid, and the AG two quad laser cannons. So they're they're a little bit more expensive, but they hit really hard. Um a, a naked rebel trooper uh with well not naked, but a rebel trooper with an astromech uh for the extra repair. And two wookies with Bowcaster and Offensive Push. Um I'm starting to feel like in the list because I played this list a few times on TTS and in real life. I'm kind of feeling like I might want tenacity over offensive push just because i'm getting so many aims from the tacticians that like i especially if something dies i tend and if both a5s are alive i tend to like have enough aims like i don't know i'm probably crazy always want more aims um no i mean that makes sense there's there is a point where it's just redundant with as good as their dice are yeah and when they get into melee getting that extra red die is like really nice um but uh there so the two Wookiees they have the Bowcaster and the Offensive Push, two fleet troopers with the scatter gun and the extra man. So they're six man squad. Uh twelve dice is a whole lot of dice at range two with Pierce. Uh when they get there, it's disgusting. And then the tenth activation is just a naked uh strike team, sniper rifle strike team. Um I believe it's like seven ninety six, so not much of a bid, where you're gonna get bid against like a lot of lists that aren't bidding at all, but um and I ended up getting the bid I didn't really want to play breakthrough against that list, but you know, that's the way it rolls. So what do you have in your battle deck or something like that
2: is because there's not really a lot of objectives there outside of maybe hostage exchange that you're not good at.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, not like I have key positions cause I have two giant buses that can just like, you know, and in the first game I played that day, I, we played key positions and like my opponent was not going to kill the buses and he knew that. And he was like, well, he's like, I mean, you know, unfortunately, like I just don't have enough to kill the buses anymore. So, uh, key positions, breakthrough, um, uh, bombing run obviously is another one. That's like super good because those a fives can just like drop their bombs around one after two moves. Cause their bases are so huge and they will be, those bombs will be in a position to explode whenever you want them to. Um, I feel like, uh, I didn't have sabotage of moisture evaporators because I don't really have a lot of things to to hit my vaps. Like, I, you know, I'm probably trans... I'm usually... Nine times out of ten, I'm, I've transported the fleets in those buses. And I'm letting the Wookiees go cover to cover behind the buses, stuff like that. Um, I have... I don't really want... Like, a sniper can hit evaporator, obviously. So can the officer. So can the rebel trooper with the astromech. But it's like... I don't know... I'm having trouble with the list, like positioning the officer sometimes. So, I realized that like I'm not taking sabotage. And wish vapor is probably the right call. I believe the last thing I had in there though was, um, I think I had intercept the transmissions.
2: No, that makes is, sense. That's that's what I was going to ask, if that was yeah. your fourth, because you can kind of block off your own intercept mm-hmm. points as Plus. well as your opponents with the buses, and then mm-hmm. the Wookiees and Fleets want to get close in anyway. so it seems like a win. Yeah,
0: and there is that little gap underneath the AA-5 that you can see, but if, like, you angle those AA-5s, like, on a piece of terrain or something like that, then that gap is, like, usually gone from certain angles, so then it's like a giant line of sight block Makes sense. Yeah.
2: Keegan, so. have you played any games in the last... Uh, I guess a couple of weeks.
1: Uh, no. I think I
2: should say anything up. that you want to talk about. Uh,
1: no, I don't. Uh, it's been, we, we did, I was on some vacation and um, coordination with the local community is happening. I did, I did have lunch with uh, Nima and Matan, uh, Nash G and Decaf uh, for the discord followers. Uh, so I had, that was, a, that was nice to catch up with them yesterday. And we we're talking about putting some more stuff together, kicking off the the local Bay Area community and how to how to get that going um california's doing a little bit of a clamp down uh, as the the delta variants been rising but uh i think we're gonna get started with probably like a monthly game night uh coming up soon and then also try to look at uh running a running a non a decent little store tournament on a saturday whenever we can coordinate that so i'm looking forward to getting that stuff going um i haven't played much tts uh i i think my bubble burst my tgs bubble burst by playing in in real life game and then that combined with uh, the summer has held it off but looking forward to invader coming out i know there's some some ladder games going on for, on the competitive side and uh i'm really just looking forward to getting back on on the table in real life so
2: yeah i did i did get to play a tts game i uh i choked against the germans and <laughs> uh, we weren't able to to beat them for team league uh, I, I mis, misjudged what a piece of terrain actually looked like and didn't realize you could shoot through the center of it. Thumb, Oof. Blocked off, so stuck my so whole gamey. army back there and <laughs> I could get shot at but not shoot back out. And I was like, "Well, I have screwed this game up." <laughs> uh,
1: the, the old looking at a building from the top doesn't see the windows problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's like a three millimeter spot through the middle of the X-wing that's crashed under the uh, engine gotcha. that you can see through or that I didn't know was there. Uh, yeah, what? that'll do it. That'll do it. And then I'm playing Luke Cook in like a week and a half. So hopefully I have that one for awesome. our next round. That'll be fun. Play some, some dodge spam clones versus three three
0: three. Good cool. luck.
2: Yeah. We'll uh, kind of get into what those lists are and why they're competitive in a later part of this episode today. Should be fun. Yeah. But you know what else is fun? Trying to pronounce Wookiee names. <laughs> and we have three command cards that aren't real think- words. So that we're I gonna try and try and go
0: try, over. We're not gonna try and pronounce them though. I'm not. Right? I can't be the Wookiee voice. The Stabcast already did. Yeah, <laughs> I think. If I think, you want Wookiee uh, pronunciations, <laughs> listen to the last Stabcast. <laughs>
2: Let's start with the one pip. Sounds good. This yeah. one starts with a G. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I can't provide you the translation for this.
2: What
0: uh, uh, does it actually mean? Something
1: this one does, yeah. This one is uh something, something wookie proverb about a uh, many people think the or I'm sure some some think the strength of a tree is in its branches, but a wookie knows that the true strength is in its roots, uh, which is a lot into one uh multi consonant word.
2: I mean, but, there's like four a's in a row, so yeah, that's probably why, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this gives one order to a special forces or support unit. It's Republic only. Uh, all three of these Wookie cards are for GAR only. Uh, Rebels do not get access to these. Yep. Um, Shame. While a, I think it's a good thing, <laughs> all friendly <laughs> unit is issued an order by a commander Wookie trooper unit. If it is wounded or one or more of its minis have been defeated, it gains an aim, a dodge, and a surge token. So it's like Cassian's flash um, stand card. but yeah, you just need to have really one good. wound, and you don't have to choose. Yeah, it's pretty good but yep. it's
1: only on that wookie unit it does have the uh flexibility kind of flexibility if that it's issued by a wookie commander unit um so you could issue this from a wookie commander and then also have seized the initiative on a wookie commander unit so you could stretch it to two if you really want to get tricky with that and and that's how you wanted to burn a seize the initiative five points
2: but I actually didn't think about that. That's a really good point.
0: It's not terrible if you have like a reason <laughs> to do it. You shouldn't yeah. go out there yeah. and be like, "This is the plan. We're gonna play this." And yeah, but yeah, no, it's really good.
2: No, that actually gets me <clears throat> thinking because there was a little. We had a little discussion before that you could potentially run a, a pretty beefy list. That's a Wookie with a bowcaster, um, <laughs> a commander or a chieftain, sorry, and then the generic clone commander and basically the rest of Rex Star. You know, like two arc strikes and a whole bunch of phase twos. So mm-hmm. if you want a gunline with your clones and decide to throw both your wookies forward, this is a pretty good way to get priority on, you know, on the
0: one pip, and then get them some tokens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is a it is a special forces or support unit. Mm-hmm.
1: And just to be clear, the seize has to come, the order has to come from a Wookiee commander. So this the seize would only work on Chewie or the chieftain.
2: Mm-hmm. So it seems uh, fine. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 It's probably a good thing that a generic card is not busted also, that you need to include. Yeah, also... all of,
1: all of these are like plus plus ups <laughs> on top of ambush, push, and assault when you have wookies, uh, yeah. which I which I like. I like that as a as a kind of theme on there. So. It's
0: uh it's not it's also not like it doesn't have like eighty triggers and give you like five keywords either. So I can appreciate right. that. <laughs> it's pretty basic. <laughs>
2: um, I like it. I think it'll see play a little bit, but it's going to be tough because you might have to take that over blast off. And I'm not sure that that's happening. Yeah. We'll see. Ian, do you want to take us through the two pip?
1: Sure. This one translates into something along the lines of into the trees, which if you need uh, one Wookie word to do an entire proverb, of course you can say into the trees in two words. So uh, this one <laughs> is issued to two <laughs> troopers. <laughs>
0: it's the it's the amount of growls that are in the word these, yeah. these words don't have as many like growls and like <laughs> long drawn out like <laughs> i don't know i know. i respect i respect the choices that they made here though i i imagine
1: there's something about vibrato in the uh in the growl yeah. too like the there there's you're communicating more with the vibrato in the voice uh, anyways uh this one uh, the Wookiee 2-PIP is issued to two troopers, can go to any troopers. But when it's a friendly Wookiee trooper that is issued an order, again, by a commander Wookiee unit, trooper unit, uh, though the target Wookiee trooper unit gains Agile 1.
2: Because they're agile to get in the trees. That's right. Bam. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's how I'm going to remember that.
1: Uh, I think this one... So this one, you could also extend this to three... Borders with the seize trick i think the wording looks like it still supports that um
0: all right so chewy yeah. chieftain seize we have got our new meta
1: yeah chewy chewy chieftain a couple of wookie warriors you can get I me mean, yeah you know, either of them so it does it does actually bring make those training spots on chewy and and the it's the chieftain of one or two i'm blanking on
0: that i believe it's two Okay. Yeah. Yes, so it does seven? What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Makes those interesting um, because it's not just a offensive push tenacity argument. Uh, these there there's some conversations to be had about that depending on how how hard you're leaning into the Wookiee meta. Uh,
2: they they do both have two. Cool. Okay. They're both two training a gear and then the, the chieftain has a command slot as well. Gotcha. Awesome. So it looks like they charge ten points for a command slot because <laughs> he's and hundred and two. <laughs> he's ninety. <laughs> Which seems well.
0: <laughs> well anyway,
2: but, I mean, it seems like a fair. fair there's thing, a few other actually. keyword
1: differences there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not it's sure the that. Same card. What are we talking about? <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, this card is probably pretty good though. Yeah, agile we,
1: one on on Wookiees, duelist, huge advantage there.
2: Um, especially when it's something like you're charging with them. So now, let's say that you're running into like Obi Wan, or you need to charge them all. You can play this, move twice, get your two dodges. Get the aim from offensive push or the extra red die from tenacity. Mm-hmm. Smack the shit out of whatever force user you just charged. And now and you've got two dodges to, to back you up. <laughs> yeah. And
0: you're immune because And of, you're immune uh, and pierce from duelist. Because it's duelist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, so it's like now it's like they're smacking you for three instead of five. And uh, if you roll a block, you're fine. <laughs>
2: yeah, seems this is just straight better good. push because yeah. it's two regular troopers in a trooper heavy Ooh. army. And if you decide not to use it, it, it's not the end of the world. Like, there's no side effects.
1: Did we mention the um, rank restriction on the one pip? We did. Okay. I'm paying attention, I swear.
2: (laughs) You talked about it. it? Let's let's talk about this uh, wildly named three pip that ends in eight H's. No translation
1: on this one, by the way. I think this this is just a Wookiee yell.
0: (laughs) Uh, So three troopers, Republic only. Uh, each friendly Wookiee trooper unit that is issued an order by commander Wookiee trooper unit gains demoralized one. What is demoralized one? Where have we seen that before? That Nowhere, is the, right? That's a new uh, keyword.
2: That is the <laughs> technically the keyword that comes with the fear force power card. Oh. Yep. So it's the opposite of Jedi mind trick. At the start yeah. of your activation, you can give a right.
0: suppression to something.
2: Oh, it's opposite never... of hope,
1: right?
0: absent hope yeah. yes. sorry whenever i'm building my uh my separatist uh list with my force users i'm always like do i take choker or fear i can't ever decide <laughs> what a tough call sorry no
1: when when not competing with a force slot though uh demoralize range 1 to 2 throwing a suppression out uh at the rally step is yeah it's uh, neat uh is neat i think uh i, I actually so i joined the outriders uh this weekend and we talked about these command cards there suppression isn't as impactful as it once was but i think when you've got a suppression generation coming from three different wiki units that free. are in the alliance yeah and it's yeah, free it's three uh, pip,
0: it's... so you get three of them yeah well you could get four
1: right i think so you could,
0: get four. You could yeah you could yeah, do c's again
2: <laughs> i don't know how we're fitting all these C's, but you know but <laughs> well, you're choosing. It's it, it, it's nice to know that you're not yeah.
1: committing to a one-turn one bit uh, <laughs> with the C's trick. Uh, now,
2: I guess the big hidden thing here, at least, though, for in my eyes, is you've got a way to get rid of standbys for when your Wookiees are already in. Because that's a really of, good call-out. A common yeah. counter-tactic to the Wookiee charge is to get somebody with a standby that can't be shot at. Well, uh-huh. now you're just giving them the suppression token, so that standby action is gone.
1: That's a really, really good point I had not thought of, uh, especially because of the timing of
2: demoralize mm-hmm. um yeah it's before any actions would take place
1: yeah and it's range one to two so uh either the even the unit that you've charged uh, if they try to do that or or other ways around yeah that's really interesting
2: which is good because arguably the faction that gets out standbys the easiest is republic mm-hmm. so yeah. it gives you a little bit of counterplay mm-hmm. to your own faction if you're in a mirror that's match that's yeah that's a good call and you're gonna see. probably have
1: Pearson melee this. at that point too. So
2: I love I love the art on this card though. That is it's a cool like, art. It's you know. quite good. Did we favorite. this is one of the
0: things that Lion Rampart spoiled, isn't it? Yeah, the NR99. Yeah. You excited to paint that for me? <laughs> I'm excited to ah oh man, I mean, I don't know what it's gonna do. It, it's huge. Oh
2: god. Yeah, if they go anyway. to scale, this thing would be like the size <sighs> of the gap tank.
0: Uh like it's probably longer and it's much taller. It's like huge. And are, I,
1: those, are those the Fluttercraft above in the art as well?
0: That... I guess. I assume uh, so, because that was also spoiled. So that's kinda, our support. It kind of looks like it.
1: Yeah. yeah. A Wookie's got to be hanging from something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
2: true. Uh, it could be swinging from a tree vine. It could be. It could be. Yeah, But I'm going to say it's a Fluttercraft, because yeah, that like sounds it. better.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what else is better? Fast Jedi. We can get yeah. <laughs> yeah. In addition and, to our... Uh, bad jokes for you know my transitions we also got four (laughs) new upgrade cards spoiled um that we didn't talk about with yoda
1: uh, and This is yeah, also the best. Were... This is also a good time to put in a uh, a, a caveat and an apology uh, for the subsequent turn zero list episodes that you'll be listening to over the next couple of weeks. We have a fun lightning round question asking people to anticipate these because I did it's not think probable. we were going to get the glut of information. <laughs> I yeah, thought we, we had weeks. Literally <laughs> got eight hours we
0: afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I think we recorded on Saturday and then like Monday morning the first yeah. tweet yeah, was, it was like, like yeah. oh, guys, here's some come out. Here's some upgrade cards. And I think yeah. I got Wait. a
2: text from Keegan at like 7 a.m. Like, what the
0: hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like first thing. I'm like, oh well, there goes the neighborhood.
1: Yeah. So for uh, for for our, our loyal Turn Zero listener uh, lists listeners, oh, that's an even bigger time uh, kind of twist than my other one. Uh, 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 just enjoy uh, identifying how right or wrong we were in speculative mode with with perfect information.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we start with burst of speed?
1: <laughs> Might as well get it out of the way.
2: Alright, so Burst of Speed is a discard force power, so you can use it once and then it's done. And at the start of your activation, you treat your maximum speed as 3 until the end of the round. If you do, gain one immobilized token at the end of the round. So, you've got a speed 3 Jedi, but then next turn, if it's uh, anyone but Vader or Palp, they'll be speed 1. Yep. The others will be speed 0.
1: Dooku? Yeah, Dooku's speed 2, right? Mm -hmm. He is. Uh yeah, so this kind of changes the game.
2: A lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: this changes the game a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I talked about playing around with a uh, with a Vader copter list uh, with Hero Hammer, and and this it doesn't it validate the need for the helicopter because in my mind why uh uh why not why, yeah, <laughs> why not? In- insert <laughs> and then charge even faster have more insurance just have a bigger area of of impact and influence and so uh, Vader obviously. Uh, huge value on um I mean there's so many units um any anyone who's getting two moves and an attack out of this uh mm-hmm. Vader of course has the implacable turn so you can you can get three moves with two relentlesss uh, off of this thing. Lots and lots of fun. Um, and two chokes. And two chokes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh <laughs> three uh three points not a lot very competitive four spot though. So, uh, for, and for a discard, uh, you're only using it once. You gotta be, you gotta be smart about that.
2: So, so, uh, go ahead, Nick.
0: I, I love it. It's exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. I imagine like for a while, we're going to see a lot more Vader, a lot more palp, a lot, even like, you know, Dooku a little bit. Like these are the guys that have like those like three, four slots. Well, commander Vader has three, four slots um and like they have the space sometimes like it's tough like what you want to take in that third spot yeah but, like uh dooku with burst of speed seems absolutely bonkers and terrifying. oh yeah oh Cause, yeah like dooku played well is terrifying and scary and yep. dooku with a turn where he gets to move three speed yep. twice that seems pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the focus goes quickly to the Speed 1 units that are going to get the boost to Speed 3, but uh, so oh, many of the yeah, speed, but... speed 2 units, yeah. just that extra four inches around with charge or, or yeah. their other attacks. Um, and yeah, Dooku with his, with his already impressive area of influence with his
2: command cards. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, it's arguably best on Jedi Luke.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, it all, like, Jedi Luke's probably the best four shooter in the game uh like pound for pound and it like obviously it makes him better and he oftentimes has that third that third uh i i leave it i leave it empty a lot and like i usually have a bid yeah so it's like yeah it's going there now it's like right. yeah, it's so your
2: third slot is like do i want to take like mine tree reflexes or... and like a six point <laughs> yeah, bid or do i yeah, just keep it's... my 11 point bid you know now, now i'm like just gonna I'm... take eight and first to speed because i can disengage on this as well
0: yeah and like you don't have to use it to engage somebody, you can use it to run away from somebody. Which yeah. Which is like probably yeah. an even better use of it. Like,
1: yeah. Arguably, that's the original use. Obi Wan and uh, uh, Qui Gon yeah. ran right. away. You know, <laughs> I
0: would like, I, I would love to try this on Maul, but I don't know how I lose. Like the idea of like two speed threes and a saber throw is like mm. bonkers. But then it's like, what am I dropping here? Like yeah. Though it's so, really tough to find something to drop to put it in those like two, four slot units.
2: Yeah, I was going to talk about the dark side users in a second, so I guess I'll just jump right into sure. that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, I'll ahead. start with my one salty comment. It feels good to have a three point lat. <sighs> I'm glad they invalidated a release with a, a force upgrade card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It does Disagree. other things. Are, it's a joke.
1: You, you already said your lat was going on the shelf. It the is. Invalid opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, um, yeah. I th- so it's really good for, arguably Commander Vader more because you can still take push and choke, and then you mm-hmm. pop something like Fear and Dead Men the next turn when he's immobilized, can't move. Yeah, he's got all the dodges he's going to need, and he's got the two extra health. You know, it's still going to work on Operative Vader because he could spur out of there, but it's probably a little bit riskier. And as weird as this is about to sound, it turns Va- Operative Vader into like a trade piece because he's still mm-hmm. pretty cheap even with this he's still going to be like under 180 points so if you can trade 180 points for roughly 150 of your opponents and then slow their entire army down for two turns yeah that's a
0: straight win uh, in terms of a trade operative Vader's 155 160
1: that feels right tt failing me right now
0: but uh only 155 points yes Ooh, so force push burst of speed I'm gonna, do like cho- under... I'm gonna do choke here um are just... you yeah keep him even leaner i'm gonna keep him even oh, leaner, yeah. and i'm gonna speed three towards your heavies as long as you're smart as long as you're smart about what you're engaging you don't really need force push if you have force choke because mm-hmm. you're gonna do four damage to whatever you swing your lightsaber at and mm-hmm. if you don't do five there's your, your your choke for your fifth that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense actually it keeps him leaner and like you don't need force push to like you're not using him as like the end game piece to like push things off of key positions and off of vaps and right
2: things like that. He's not gonna he's not gonna live to see the end game. Like he's probably not Absolutely. gonna live to three. So you might even do yeah. something like play Darkness descends, get into the fight, mm-hmm. turn two, play Vader's might, and then he's dead. Yeah. So do, if you put does, or implacable, depending on what you wanna do. do does
1: this card by increasing the odds of getting in, does this bring the uh, stock of Fear and Deadman up at all?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it does. Um, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you probably run that with Commander Vader. I don't think Operative mm. Vader with only six health has enough to actually survive long enough to That's make fair. it worth it. <laughs> Sure. But I—that's—that's that's purely a thought. I could be very wrong there. Yeah, what yeah. about
0: Callus and contingencies? Anyway, we're not listening here. But I—I I, love at like uh, I love contingencies. My, yeah,
1: yeah, I love my Callus and Callus and Vader list. So
2: seems <laughs> well, good. <laughs> see now, now you can turn that lat into an army. Mm-hmm. So now Callus yeah, and Vader win. Yeah. So you can afford some when, heavy weapons. When Vader there. slows everybody yep. down for two turns, Callus mm-hmm. and the gunline can already be in position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It actually makes me want to play Iden Vader again. Because I, I messed around with it. But... That's interesting
1: too. Again, I, you know, I'm playing all three, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have different styles. Oh <laughs> we do, we do have different styles. But, uh, oh we'll that, that we'll talk about that at the
1: in the final segment yeah. too. How many <laughs> royal guards
0: do you have with you? Also, I have three royal guards on my I'm, shelf. I'm Maybe out of points. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Speaking
1: of royal guards, so we've spent a lot of time on one upgrade. We want to do the force lift one next, and then we'll get into. The yeah. Segue that I was yeah, setting yeah, up.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's get let's get <laughs> yeah. this one out of the way. This yeah.
1: card. <laughs>
2: uh, I do one quick thing. I just wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, with Jedi Luke, one of the reasons <laughs> I think Force Speed could be the best on him is you can box grab with him.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, you're not <laughs> uh, it's one of the
2: it's one of the only objectives that Jedi Luke himself is not absolutely bonkers good at. And, and now he now is. He now is. He is. <laughs> so I, I think so that's a why it's the best. He's a on turn. <laughs> on him. Yeah. I'm gonna have yeah, to learn how to Mando play Je- Jedi Luke, aren't I? You're going to need to learn how to play against him. Yeah. Can you learn before Team League next time? (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Force lift. Let's lift ourselves out of this conversation.
1: Ooh, that's better segue than mine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is a tappable force power. It's five points. Cool. And it says, when you deploy, you may place a barricade at range one, which means range one of this force user. Yeah. Uh, We got that clarification from the AMG forums. Okay. And then you get a free action choose a barricade at range one and move it to within range one and height one of its current position. I don't really want to talk about this card a lot because it's very, the card itself is not great, but But the the, things that you can do to block off objectives and get really (laughs) gamey are going to need to get
0: clarified before it's in the wild. It's a good thing. None of my terrain sets feature barricades Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because like, yeah, if you're still, if you're putting, you should not be putting barricades like near like near the center of the table so that it's ever ambiguous that like, oh this this barricade's a KP now and yeah. I have I have Yoda with force lift. Or yeah. or
2: like a payload. <laughs> that you just you can designate yeah. your opponent's uh barricade or payload objective to be a barricade. I'm just gonna move your objective the entire game. Yeah, yeah, you that's, can't keep yeah up with it. that's a problem. So
0: I, I do gonna... I I
1: do think that those things I've seen conversations somewhere, I think that those things are gonna be talked about um mm-hmm. in FAQ or something before we before we see the uh, this thing actually <laughs> in stores, um, yeah. I, I do I love the concept of this. This is the first one that we you know are able to interact with the battlefield, and move some stuff around. Um, hopefully, we put some uh, boundaries on degenerate abuse of it. Um, it. It is in a very competitive sport for slot, uh, and it's hard to justify that. Um, but maybe you know I could also see like this having having deployable and movable heavy cover can be advantageous if if you're really kind of building around it so i think that there's some interesting stuff there um but we'll see we'll see what we see
2: that's (laughs) funny you you like it because it interacts with the battlefield and that's why i dislike it just going from our contrasting styles my first impression my first
1: impression is that it's cool protocol ever yeah (laughs) i I, I tried i wasn't a fan don't i
0: wasn't a fan I mean, I thought it would have, like, yeah. I'm I I, I,
1: I, I making an assumption that in interacting, yeah, that it will yeah. be clarified that it, it yeah. we will not be able to, like, really yeah, screw I, with objectives, like, yeah, like that's, some of the ways. And I, if that's the case where, it, where it's a little more fun for me,
2: I very much hope you're correct. And yeah. that's why I personally yeah. don't really want to talk about yeah, it fine. until we get that clarification down there, because that's going to shift the narrative.
1: Yeah, we spend so much time on burst of speed anyways, we can be
2: done Trying first to protect cars. everybody now. from our <laughs> bad
0: hot takes.
1: I don't know. I think my segue that's, to the wrong the card was better than that segue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh
0: man. Uh we're going right into this, right? Yeah. Yes, right into gone. this. Yeah, into it. All right. <laughs>
1: Most exciting thing about Protector, Ahsoka on the card art? Is that everyone everyone yeah, with me on that? I mean...
2: <laughs> yeah, i'm actually really excited to try this on my irg I, no i i yeah.
1: yeah i this i think this brings some irg and OB. i think this is are, are going to be interesting yeah. again competitive training spot on OB, i super but,
0: don't hate it on chewy uh yeah mean, i don't hate it on chewy so yeah
1: oh actually you know what i have lost enough mark twos because yeah, my guard I, I got chris rolled yeah. in on him when i was when Chewy was my only backup that yeah you're you're spot on i think those, yeah, yeah so on this, this is has, an interesting training slots yeah both,
0: both versions have two training that's slots. true
1: that's true and it's i do still, usually yeah. leave it one of Chewy's training spots empty yeah combos, it's usually so.
0: yeah it's usually offensive push for me but yeah mm-hmm.
1: yep do we should, we should talk about what it actually does
2: yeah, <laughs> so protector is a four-point training upgrade that's tappable and it Five. says while using guardian you can cancel crit results as if they were hit results <laughs> During the end phase, ready this card. So it works like improvised orders. So at yep. the end of every turn, it refreshes. You yeah. could get two um, uses out of it. You do. My you curiosity, could. though, is with Obi Wan. He can can he spend a dodge? Then we aren't uh, clear on that yet. I, I
1: believe so, and I'm, I'm going to double down this because I also said so on the outrider. So if I'm wrong, I make two corrections. But <laughs> I think that the the key language about. Instead of just saying you can cancel critical results by explicitly saying as though they were hit results, I think that that allows uh, Ataru to to okay. kick in for dodges. That's why I, th- I think it's there's a ton of Sorosu. value
0: Sorosu. Or sourceu? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Get, yeah, Get your masteries uh, right, boys. Uh, <laughs> we are all a legion podcast. Who's Ataru? What about Makashi mastery? Anyway, anyway, I thought it was Makashi? Yeah. Makashi.
1: Is Dooku. Who's Atar- who am i thinking of with Ataru? ataru's yeah, yoda <laughs> oh. yeah it's
0: banana land ataru's banana land though okay. it's like everything you get to do whatever you want basically and you get free yeah. tokens when you do it it's great Yeah.
1: do Do not put this card on yoda which you protector, can't because it's not a training yeah. slot protector That's... seems
0: really good um i'm real excited uh we have magna guards are coming at some point for yeah. droids so like i imagine that like they they said it has some sort of guardian, so yeah. I'm if very a guard doesn't for... have
2: guardian, they should put it back on the shelf <laughs> until it
0: does.
1: L- they said in one of the chats <laughs> that it, the Did specifics of that remember. guardian, right? I think I think yeah. it was in one of the yeah. Um, it's it,
0: like a different guardian. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's so. not just guardian because yeah. we can't be guardianing for all and be one. So that'd be stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> that sad face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh and then our last card, Into the Fray. It is also a training. Um it is 4 points. When an enemy unit at range 1 activates, you may gain one surge token. Surge tokens are pretty good on force users that want to be at range 1 yep. and don't natively surge on defense. Yep. Uh I mean, this
2: is great on Vader.
0: I think so. it's great yeah. on
2: a lot of if people. If you're if you're going to dive him in like turn 2, yeah. give I Vader so. free surges. Mm-hmm.
1: i think so too uh i i've been i mean there, there's arguments about endurance or tenacity on him but i think I mean, he's not surging any other directions i think i think this is this is great to have uh in there so it's yeah. it's a it's a real real conversation choice if i'm putting you it on. can
2: also use the surge offensively it doesn't mm-hmm. you know yep. if you want to just hold here yep. for a turn build up like two surges whether one shot and then
0: swing your lightsaber back i mean it's going to increase that you don't even need to aim yep it's uh, I look at like Maul too because, like, there's another one he has two training slots, and often, like, oh, I don't yeah. want offensive push yeah. enough to put it on him because sometimes you just don't recover. Yeah. Like, there are some games you don't recover. Uh, now I'm never putting offensive push on him again, and I'm gonna put into the fray on him every time.
2: Like, yeah, so this I have is the points. this is really cool because I think you could say that there's like three distinct mall builds now. You can mm. do your traditional like force push. Uh, saber throw, offensive push, tenacity one because you mm-hmm. probably want the offensive push if you're using saber throw because those reds are going to swing without the surge. Oh, man. <laughs> if you want to do the force push, force choke route, you could do this and um, tenacity because you're going to be in the fray. Oh, huh. you're going to be in the battle the entire time. That was unintentional. Um, and <laughs> you can get the surges when you're in there because you got to get into the close range for choke. But you could also do something like into the fray and then keep them all a little bit leaner, do burst to speed and force choke And just use him purely as a gnat. Use him as an objective runner. That's interesting. Because uh, if you listen to uh, Scoundrels at all, Orchimedes mentioned that he really only swung Maul's lightsaber like two times the entire tournament. Yeah, he did. did. (laughs) So now if you've got a speed three Maul to do what he was doing with speed two, why not give it a shot? Yeah. You've got enough firepower with the B2s behind it.
0: Burst of speed on Maul is like a lot more terrifying when you think about that infiltrate if you're a red player, too. Yep. Because, like, nothing is. Now it's like, yeah, uh, what does a speed three move do? It's like, it's close to nine inches, isn't it? It's like, Uh, it's
2: 6.9 inches plus the base. So 7.9.
0: Okay. It's essentially
2: 24 inches of movement. Yeah. It's just under that. That's sickening. So when you do the infiltrate into the card to damage himself to trigger Juyo into this, yeah. there's there's nothing safe on the table. Should be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited for three of these cards. Mm. Yes. <laughs> One of them I'm on. Meh. Yeah. yeah. Meh. But yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Alright.
2: Keegan, do you want to Kind of explain our new series we're going to start today
1: yeah so we're we're kicking off a conversation around uh the journey from casual to competitive player uh in in various online conversations and I, this was relatively new to me because we've talked before legions my first kind of war game um, there a lot of conversations uh if they don't center around it they lean heavily on the context of we're talking about competitive scene versus or we're talking about the casual scene um sometimes uh in the worst case scenarios the competitive conversations can even have a kind of derogatory tone towards the casual um i like to think that most of us were casual at some point in our lives (laughs) and you know we don't we we, very few of us have jumped into any general concept if not a specific game without uh you know fully diving in into into i'm going to be the best in the world kind of of a a mindset and so I, i thought it was really interesting for us to talk about what Uh, If you find yourself uh, as a listener on, you know, in that more kind of casual realm, but you're interested and curious about the competitive, uh, competitive realm that we often talk about, what, uh, what's a good path to, to kind of start thinking and and work and changing your game to get there. Um, One of the big things that I like to do when talking about uh, weird, abstract (laughs) concepts is to, is to lay down a couple of like just common assumptions. And so, uh, before before the cast, we were talking about what, what does casual and competitive mean to us. So these debates can go on and on, and they certainly do in many different places. But for the purposes of anything that we're going to be talking about, uh, we look at casual and competitive not as a binary state, but really as a Venn diagram of, of an overlap. And so we see casual players as anything from all the way from just bought the corset playing on the kitchen table with with the barricades out of the box with your kids um or with or with some friends beer and pretzels uh but a casual player could also be someone who's hanging out at a regular store gaming night or even going to some tournaments even even like showing up at lvo i've been to two lvos as a player uh the first one i was absolutely a casual player uh i was running a t47 in 2018 so (laughs) Um, but I had a lot of fun in a competitive environment, and so I, th- I think there was some good overlap. So casual, again, anything from just pick up, pick up the box, playing with the kids at the kitchen table to um, to en- entering in tournaments. Uh, because there's the overlap, uh, we define the competitive scene as the group who's starting to play regularly at game nights, not even in tournaments, but like feeling that urge to uh, that get be- to get better and just in there. So I think I think we have competitive players that are just doing that, and then of course competitive can extend all the way up to um going to the top table at worlds uh and being you know being really really trying to think about how you approach the game from not just an individual game having fun level to but to how you're going to tackle a four or seven game in a row winning streak uh, and and take that home so that's the two kind of high level definitions did you guys have anything to add to those before we we jump into the next next conversation step
2: no. no i just want to reinforce the idea though that this is not meant to be a class system mm-hmm. this absolutely is just, this yeah. is just purely a, a conversation that's come up in a number of different areas of well how do you take that step from just playing with your buddies at home to you know going to a tournament with the intention of winning yeah, yeah. so it's it's more of a roadmap or a guideline path not a yeah. a system or a cast
1: yeah you you said it really nicely in our in our pre-show this is about how we def- how we kind of understand play styles and bring people together It it is especially not a way to exclude people from different uh, different categories or different activities yeah so. i just
2: wanted i just wanted to make sure that that was clear for anyone yeah. who's listening before we <laughs> before we dive into it yeah so yeah. if we operate under that assumption yeah so we're, we're going to start with the first two steps of the roadmap tonight and we're going to more briefly talk about step one because it's going to be very hard to nail down for everybody. <laughs> but then we're going to spend a decent bit of step two, um, and you'll see why in a second. First step for figuring out how to take the next step from you know casual player to competitive is you need to figure out what are you good at playing and how do you refine your own style. Mm-hmm. And first of all, that means you need to pick a faction. So <laughs> what? you might be... right. What I, know, I, struggle, I struggle with this myself all the time. That's why I just have all of them. <laughs> yeah so
1: to be clear you don't need to pick a faction to be a competitive player what we're saying is if you're just if you're just if you've never really done competitive before you've only done some light competitive and you find yourself struggling to even kind of get your foot in the door it can really help to pick a faction that you feel most closely aligns with what you enjoy playing and then refine there and if you end if you it ends up being not the right faction for you you can change it later but narrowing your focus of, of refinement to a few things by picking a faction is a huge first step
2: Yeah, so I'm going to use the example of you want to be an armor player. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, what you need to do is figure out, okay, where, where in the factions that are available do I like the armor pieces? Let's say you like droids. So we're going to go for a droid tank player because we know AATs are very strong. There's a lot of options with them. So what you want to do for step one is pick your faction and then kind of build out a basic list idea. Find a list that seems relatively efficient, seems to handle a lot of objectives, and then play it like five or six times. And don't change it. Mm-hmm. If you do change it, you know, like you can keep small upgrade, upgrades. You know, yeah. But keep the majority of the pieces the same. If you're playing with two tanks, play with two tanks for five to six games. Don't flip flop between one and two because you're really not going to learn because they're very different style. And then you just need to refine that. So you might find that you like a little bit of a higher activation count versus a, a beefier core. Or so after you've played five games with a ten activation one, maybe drop the heavies and get to eleven activations. You know, work through the smaller things in that regard.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
2: And that goes another way as well, especially if you want to decide if you decide that you want to play armor for rebels. That's why I wanted to get into Nick's bus discussion a little bit earlier during his bat rep. There's a lot of variables to go into a, an AA five <laughs> list, especially when you throw a second one in there. And as Nick has mentioned, it took him like three to four games to really see, like maybe I don't want offensive push on the Wookies, or mm-hmm. maybe I don't want to put the, or maybe I want to put the fleets in every single time. You know, you've got to sit there and and really play and get those reps in to figure out what is working for you. Yeah. Step two is a little bit harder, and that's why we're going to talk about it a lot. That's going to be identify the meta in which you think you're going to be playing in. So we're going to operate under the assumption that you have discovered your style. You've found a list. You've played it like five or six times. You made some refinements and then done it again. And now you're ready to go to a tournament. So let's say we're prepping for LSO this weekend. Let's Pretend I'm playing. Streaming got canceled. Nick, what would you do to identify what the meta is? And how would you then start to think about that?
0: So you got to look at what you see everyone like other people playing and for like a local meta that's that's really easy like locally we've seen a lot of armor Uh, we've seen a lot of armor over TTS Um, we've seen we saw a decent amount of armor at ACO Uh, I think it's fair to say that you're going to see a lot of armor at Lone Star as well Um, these two new heavies came out people have figured out figured out that the a5 is really good um the lat is uh, making like I can see I see, I can see some like really cool builds with the lat um, I'm not sure how much of a huge splash it'll make ATs are obviously really good uh, Lou cook did really well with them at ACO uh, he was in the final table there uh, so that's no surprise that AATs are good like I said we've talked about I talked about the saber tank a little bit Um, we're seeing the saber tank is like a, a, uh, an armor hunter, so to speak. Um, it's very good at, uh, getting at other armors and not, and it's very good at not taking damage if Padme's around. Um, and the other, the other thing is like, I don't, I can see a world like people are overlooking the ATST, I think a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of impact there. It has that height advantage Mm -hmm. over. A lot of these like a lot of these buildings it can see over and other heavies can't and it doesn't have the mobility that the AAT has because of the, you know, the weird hover ground rules that are, you know, arguably a little silly sometimes but um, it, you know, the most tables are not dense enough that you're not going to be able to move your ATST around I think it's in a really good spot in this like upcoming meta. If it's so, like if we go to this armor meta.
1: Yeah, so but, so in, in, from the concept of kind of understanding the meta that you're going to be playing in as one of these transition players, you, you talked about kind of pulling in from different, um, you know, researching the, the uh, opponents and, and what you're seeing, whether in discord or Facebook or other, other ways, you know, if you're local enough, of course, what they're playing, what, um, when you're looking at the armor piece, what, what are you looking for to understand uh, like how that's going to impact you in your play style
2: so i i think that you're looking to see a how much of it is going to be present and when mm-hmm. that comes into play that's going to f- really change the battle cards that you expect to see the tournament so if let's take rebels for an example because they've got a number of different pieces here if someone's running a rebel list and it's got like one to two armor pieces but they're ATRTs you're really not going to see a huge skew in the battle cards. And if that's what people are playing of like single RTs or double, you know, you can basically just keep whatever list you normally run because you can handle one to two pieces. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing a lot of lists that are like double AA5 or double T47, you know that you're going to see more of the mobile objectives. You're going to see a lot of payload. You're going to see breakthrough, you know, bombing, I'm sorry, bombing run. So Mm -hmm. let's say you decided to play Imperials. If you've got an ATRT meta, it's only a couple of them you can play your regular gun lines it's fine but if you know that you're going to be going into an area where there's a lot of t-47s you might have to consider something with a little bit more mo- more mobility maybe like nick said you take that etst you've got mm-hmm. the impact you've got the movement it's good it's pretty good at bombing around a breakthrough or maybe you decide to say all right i'm going to try and encounter with speeder bikes myself you know i can play those mobile objectives now too but you need to be aware of the, the battle cars that those the prevalence of that armor is going to bring up.
1: Cool, cool, cool,
2: cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, let's use LSO as an example, and to we'll put some like concreteness into this.
1: Sure.
2: Nick, what do you think is going to be the most common list? Not necessarily armor specific, but like, what are you expecting to see from each faction? Um, at LSO oh,
0: here. like, so go, all right, so, like, we'll I like, mean. Ge- I s-
2: general, general meta discussion, then. Um, yeah, let's, I, let's game plan and pretend that we're going to LSO. What are you expecting to see from, we'll start with droids. Uh,
0: probably, probably AETs, uh, mall B2s, stuff like that. Um, the stuff's like, those are, like, mall the mall B2 lists are really good, and they're really flexible. Um, and like we said, AETs are really strong. Uh, high velocity is a really good keyword. Apparently, um, the the matchup against rebels is super unfavorable for rebels in general. Um, uh, I mean, like for like for droids, that's what I would like expect to see, honestly.
2: And um, so, what are you going to try to theory craft to like counter something like that, or to have a, a plan in place for? Is that is that like where you are going? AA five for that, because you think you can kind of deal with both of them.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think like if I were going to LSO, um, today, I'd probably be bringing that double AA5 list. Um, there's a lot of impact. There's a little bit of impact everywhere in that list. And there's a good amount of Pierce, um, impact two on the quad laser guns. If they have an aim, it's usually like three crits after cover, stuff like that. Um, Wookiee still have bowcasters, uh, with Pierce and impact built in. So I have, uh, I can like, I feel comfortable that like I could deal with one AAT, um, I don't know that I could deal with two, but sometimes you only need to get one if it's like a double AAT list or something like that. Um, so that's the kind of thing I would be looking at. It can handle a lot. Um, it, it's, uh, it's tough because like we uh, like it, it, it's so weird because there aren't these casual events to like see what's coming and we but we've got like we're having like our third like big event in like a few months Mm -hmm. in like a small time and like you know i haven't seen a casual event like you know there was one not too far from here recently but it's like we haven't seen a whole lot of that yet
2: no that's good that's a good point let's shift into clones then what are you expecting to see from from clones uh we'll start with keegan here
1: uh i think i think the current state of clones is pretty Fairly stable, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, the Rex gun lines are pretty. Uh, for, at the high end of competitive play are the re- they're reliable um, and and they take some practice to learn. Um, I I really hope to con- you know I always love it when I see a force user break out and and that certainly happens. The interesting thing about a lot of competitive casual conversations is that uh, there's almost like this center that the bulk of the competitive like meta aligns around and then you go and you look at historical wins at uh LVO or or others and it's palpatine is the one who gets it. it's the force users who it, it, the players who learn really 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 learn their lists and other lists and understand how to play these nuances uh and um rise above the uh the pure averages <laughs> uh that that are the are the high end of competitive so um I, I, we talk about finding your own play style. Uh, one of the biggest things that helps me stay engaged in the community and conversation is that, um, and I know I'm on a huge tangent because your question was Gar at LSO, but uh, is uh, that just because your play style isn't like meta um, statistical gunline kind of style, that doesn't mean that you're not competitive uh, or you can't be competitive. Um, it, it's a lot more than that. Uh, so, that being said, um, I think Gar uh, bringing bringing ho- if they're doing their analysis of the meta that of, of the armor meta, um, I don't know if Saber is the counter or just being ready to counter uh, armor with uh, with those higher higher generation things. Is going to be it.
2: Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair bet. We saw a couple of saber tanks at ACO um, mm-hmm. because they were expecting to see more rebel armor than actually showed up there. Mm-hmm. And I know myself, I slotted an extra critical gun in for my for my wreck star into the gun line, so I'd crit mm-hmm. four every turn, you know, to try and punch through the armor there.
0: Quite a few of those wreck stars had RPS, <clears throat> had like an RPS or even two. Yeah, um,
2: I think that's probably what you'll expect to see from. Mm-hmm from the clones here is most likely it's going to be rec Star with an rps tech which i think is bad but that's beside the point um so i think that's what you'll probably see and then let's just continue to use nick's aa5 example you've got answers to that you know the rps isn't super mobile your bus is so you can kind of mm-hmm. kite the rps and avoid that yeah. fire support it's also yeah, only you a can, fa- yeah it's also only a phase one so if you get your bookies mm-hmm. in there um, there's not going to be that extra free surge there, because it's sure. going to have to come from somewhere else. It's only Courage 2, so if you get the shot on it, yeah, there's a good chance mm-hmm. that RPS isn't doing anything that turn. Yeah. Do we... We're going to see Imperials there. Let's, let's be real. They're going to mm-hmm. show up. Tim's you... going, right? Uh, yeah, but Tim's going with, like, a GCW faction. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> what... Do you think there's going to be like a, a defined imperial list that starts to come up for LSO cuz I think there's two options personally.
0: What do you think? Cuz I'm like uh, people think I'm a madman when I talk about ATSCs and stuff. I mean, I think
2: so, so based on some of the table it. previews that we've seen so far, is going to
0: yeah.
2: Armor is not going to be choked out of places to deploy. Yeah. So, I think you can you're probably going to see some ATSCs there. And Dallas where the event's being held is a very armor heavy meta personally or mm-hmm. not personally, but locally. But, yeah. So with that impact for from the ATST, it's actually a pretty solid pick yeah, for yeah. what you're going <laughs> to see there. Like if, if yeah, you need I to know. force saves through, it's it's going to force mm-hmm. saves through. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll see some ATSTs. I also think you'll see um, some of the, like the three, three, three lists from Iden. Um, it's, it's fairly good at destroying armor because it has that tax strike turn where you can just make all of your hits. crits. Yeah. And Aiden has her marksman plus Pierce with her uh, her DLT, so it, it can shred armor. I do and expect if you're to running,
0: see. Go ahead. Sorry. And then if you're finishing your three 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 off with sh- well it's shores and mortars, like there's a lot of critical there too for the uh, yeah uh, the coordinated fire coordinated fire turn. Yep. There's a lot of uh you're gonna, yeah. There's gonna be crits on those dice. So.
2: so I'm expecting to see those two lists for Imperials. Um, it might see some Vader copters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Please. I think that's gonna come out.
2: Please, everybody, bring Vader copters. I think it's an interesting list. I but love it. Just to continue with our our meta discussion, then the AA five list has answers for that. You've got your fleets to shred the Imperial core once you get in there with the buses because mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to kill the buses and the fleets before you get out. Mm-hmm. You've got your Wookies to do the same thing. You've got the Wookies and the buses to deal with the Lats floating around. Mm-hmm. The three 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 might give a little bit of worry though because they can infiltrate and kill. They can yeah, potentially they can... kill two buses in a turn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Especially if it's... they're if they're getting the aims on the the short troopers. So yeah, it's a possibility. So I think that's actually a pretty tough matchup for it, but mm. you know, it's it's doable. Yeah. And then, do what are we going to see from rebels besides AA fives? There's got to be something else, right? It's not just uh, an AA five faction.
0: Yeah. T- it, I was gonna say it's the yeah. armor faction now, boys.
1: T forty uh, sevens. I think there's yeah. still gonna be some. Um...
0: I, th- I mean, it gets wild in Texas. I hear. I yeah. bet you see some some uh, uh, I, some loaded land speeders too.
1: Loaded land speeders might be interesting. That, yeah. that gun slinger out there's a there's a state thematic piece there. Uh, uh, I, you know, I I think tons are still pretty strong when they show up on the table. Um, I I think, uh, and while worrying about the high velocity on the AAT is a real thing, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple of rebels involve those and blending them in, uh, mm-hmm. Tons and Wookies. Mm-hmm. the The furry theme is a uh,
2: I've seen it called the Furricane.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: So that's basically what you're going to be looking at for the meta. There, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot in there, but expect to see some armor, and then you're probably going to see a lot of people that are. Not necessarily teching for armor entirely, but that are gonna have an answer for it. It's not gonna be as trooper centric as some of our other events have been recently, most likely. Yeah. But that's a real abstract way of saying figure out what you're going to be playing against. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of rambling there and there's a lot of, you know, theory crafting <laughs> discussion based, but if you're gonna be going to an event, that's what you need to sit down with your teammates if you have them, or any of your friends that are going with and, and figure out. And yeah. what do you expect to see based on what you're going to be playing yeah. any of guys have anything you'd like to add there
1: no i think we'll keep talking through this framework and building it out to help uh, cuz I, I really like the uh i really like the the thought about kind of you know i we've talked about this before i think both of us were started out heavily casual players um, nick i don't know you you too probably
0: i mean legion wasn't my first war game so okay. it well table i won't say war game yeah tabletop game and i was sure i was a i i did okay in x-wing sometimes when gotcha I okay applied myself <laughs> uh, but I, I went into legion with a very like mixed set like i wanted to yeah. play well and do well but i also like immediately was like i want to build a community for this game in my yeah. area i was trying yeah. to do that from day one so yeah um it was like and it's it was hard to juggle both and,
1: uh, yeah yeah and, yeah and so yeah you had you had a concept of it but you weren't focused on the com- hyper competitive scene by any means right off the bat mike and I, I like i didn't even have a concept of what competitive gaming <laughs> was Uh um, I, I, I was just I literally like
2: really played on my kitchen table for the first year of the yep, game and never went to the store yep yep
1: that's a lot of so, yeah yeah so that and that's that, that's what we're definitely trying to help bring in because i i've i found a real i love the, the legion community as and and that uh, especially kind of the the multi location uh, uh, competitive scene because it's it's not a cutthroat group uh, it's it's a lot of fun and generally is encouraging so that's what we'll be doing here
2: yeah and we're gonna talk a little bit more about steps three and four of this framework next or I guess in two weeks from now and we'll focus a little bit more there on some some actual concepts of like how do you learn from the games that you've played? And mm-hmm. when we do that recording, it's going to be after LSO. So we're going to be able to say, let's break down what our expectations VR were, what actually there. happened, yeah. and then we can kind of you know, learn what we did or did not do correctly. We'll get a little bit more concrete then. Cool. Speaking of concrete, needs a list. And we have a little show that promotes lists. <laughs> And if you would like to join Keegan for our turn zero lists, um, send any of us a message on Discord. Um, as you've hopefully noticed over the past month or so, we've been doing the Wookie Week series. Um, and most of the people that are doing the list for the Wookie Weeks aren't actually associated with the cast. So you know, let's, uh, we're having a lot of fun just talking to a lot of different people and seeing some really awesome list ideas from all across the community. So please, please feel free to reach out to any of us. And uh, we can set up a time, get you on.
1: Yeah, those are, these are great because it's only it only takes about 20 minutes tops to uh to record a, an episode of that. So um I love love having more and more varied guests on there. Otherwise I'm just like hearing Mike and Nick's list ideas and I like them, but
0: uh, don't worry, I'll be <laughs> onto a new faction soon.
1: Oh, there we go. That helps.
0: Yeah. I'll be no. I'll be building, yeah. Uh, I'll get I'll get onto real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Cool.
2: All right. So we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll talk to everybody on the air with David at LSO. So I'm looking forward to that. If you're down in the area, please come by and say hello. Love to meet you. Um, it'd be great. And everyone stay safe. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks.